Bar Media. You are listening to an episode of The Local, a show about all things local, hosted by Charlene Comerford and Justin April. That's going to drive me nuts. What, you're hitting it? Yeah. Well, we'll be back. No. It's got to be... <laughs> I don't know how these things work. This is episode 101, by the way. That's right. Welcome to the local podcast. I'm Charlene. I'm tinkering with this thing. That's Justin. And Billy McCarthy's here. Hey, Billy. Hello. How, how are you? On? Good. How are you doing? Doing fine. Thank and you. And Billy, you are with Cap South. Cap South Wealth Management. Yes, ma'am. I always thought Cap South was a bank. No, we do get that occasionally yes uh, cap south is a wealth management firm so right. we, we help people put money in the bank if you will get get out of here That's people do. still do that yes people do save our clients <laughs> are pretty good savers yes that's the way to do it um i don't do that at all tell me about yourself okay well that's too long that's too much yes I, billy obviously is going to talk about himself the entire time no I, it's, it's a short uninteresting subject likely but uh <laughs> father of four Okay. Husband of one. Right. And I know those numbers to be correct because if I was... You reverse those, it's sober. If, if I reverse those, then I'm living in Utah. And yes. Yeah. I do not <laughs> live in Utah. I live actually here in Dothan. So four boys. 19, four boys. Yes, they're all boys. One at Auburn, uh, starting his second year. Good. Just last week. And then a 15-year-old at Northview, 12-year-old at uh, Carver. Okay. Yeah. And then a 10-year-old at Montana. Of course, that's... Today. Subject to change. Within, Subject to change. Within Ooh, year. it's it's a trifling times in local education it, right every now. Every conversation this week has yeah. been it's has super, somehow rolled back into like, can you believe or like, what do you think is going right. to happen? Or, so for those of you that don't know, because we've mentioned it in the last two podcasts, because it it, it is kind of newsworthy sure. in a way. Yeah. Well, in a big way. So we're a small town in southern Alabama, and we just got a new school superintendent mm-hmm. from Pennsylvania. I think. Uh, actually, Atlanta. Atla- Decatur At- City. Dr. Edwards? Yeah. Talking about? Now, she may have been raised there, but she's most recently from the Atlanta school system. Okay, because I think... See, that's uh, a right-wing I know I'm, I'm getting Pennsylvania or from... She came into the spa. Oh. So I, like, chit-chatted with her right. then. About nothing about education, just, you know... Oh, well, the important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Nails. So. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Um so anyway, she we have a new superintendent, and she is mixing it up. She is, and uh, Mayor Mike, or former yeah. Mayor Mike, you Mike know, Smith. That's right. One of the events, I think, his first question was, "How many of you believe our our school system needs to change? That we need changes?" Right. Every hand goes up. Every hand goes up. So it was a great way to kind of set the table with. Okay, and that's what we're going to talk about. And Dr. Edwards comes from like the Decatur City Schools area, which being from Atlanta, I'm familiar with that part of town. And there was a time when that was not likely where you wanted your kids to go to school. Oh, really? It just wasn't a sought after part of the city Uh for whatever reason. And she came in and within a few years, I don't know the exact number, but turned it into like the most well-respected school system in the state. I think that was a waiting list to get into that. You know, yeah. part of the city. So she has a proven formula, but yes. nobody here has seen it from start to finish. So everybody's like, it's witchery. Yeah, pretty much. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we've, we're paying her to bring yeah. change. Well, change growth. is painful. 
A lot it, of people don't like. I mean, you want it, but then when it starts, you're like, yeah, I don't want it anymore. Yeah, this well, is that's not right because you see that it's going to affect you. Right. And oh wait, this change is affecting me personally. Yeah. That's right. Oh no, no, thank that's you. That's right. And, <laughs> and I tell you, from the meetings that I've been a part of and that my wife has been a part of. I would say 90% at least have been, okay, we get that there needs to be changes and we're on board with that idea. Mm -hmm. Let's really sink our teeth into the details of what this looks like. We appreciate these four options you've given us, but we have some questions about each of these options. So I have yet to hear someone say, no, 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 no. I'm not down with this. I'm pulling my kid out. We're going to go somewhere else. That's probably some sentiment of some. But for the most part, the people we do life with uh, they're like, you know what? We get it. It could be rough this first year, but you put my kid in a position to succeed, and every kid in the community deserves that. Yeah, right? absolutely. So let's give it to them, understanding it may be rough at first, and we got to feel our way through it. But I don't think anyone's rushing to get it done. I think the school board could say, yeah, great ideas. Let's talk about it next year, mm-hmm. or let's implement it yeah. in phases. You know, that's kind of the. Feedback. I think that phase thing is going to be going to need so to. So you key. pretty much you have a positive. I do. Because the people that I have talked to so far on it are, terrified. are like, we're moving. I yeah. mean, it's like, you know. Yeah, I, I get that. And part of my history, this actually answers your first question a little bit. In 2004, uh, my wife and I and family were living in Atlanta. And the North Fulton County, this is like a Roswell, Alpharetta type mm-hmm. of. Which is a beautiful area. Yeah, it's very nice, mm-hmm. very nice. And we attended a church called North Point Community Church. And the opportunity came to start a church plant for North Point here in Dothan. And long story short, I said, sure, okay, I've never been to Dothan, but let's go. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what the Bible says. That's right. It actually, yeah, was that? It uh, does let say, us let's go, go to Genesis Dothan. 37, 17. And there's actually, I have a pretty good story about that, but we'll save that for another podcast. So, yeah, so we moved to Dothan, sight unseen, bought a house. Charles Button, friend mm-hmm. of mine here, found us a house. I worked out with Charles. Bought a house, good guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. Super nice guy. Yes, he is. He knows everybody. Yeah, it's like you're right about that. Oof, yeah, Justin knows everybody. He's close. <laughs> so, uh, so we we started this church, right? Yeah, Wiregrass Church is the name of it. Still going today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an old movie gallery. That's right. Place in now? the old movie gallery building, and it did a whole lot better after I left. I should I should concede. You know, Jesus said, "Yeah, okay, he's gone. Now let's get to work." Yeah, I think that's kind of how we'll that take the training out. wheels off. Now the Billy's out of the picture. That's right. But <laughs> be- before that, I guess the point is. You're starting a church in a town that has a ton of churches. Oh, yeah. And there were families who could have said, nope, we're going to wait. I mm-hmm. don't want to put my family in this church yet. I want to see what happens. So we're going to stay here. We're going to do nothing. Or we're just going to watch. Yeah. But thankfully, there were families who said, okay, we believe change is good. Not that this is the right way to do church. It's a different way to do mm-hmm. church. And we want to be a part of growth of Christianity in our community. You know, mm-hmm. whatever reason they got involved. So... They get involved, and because they served, the church was able to grow, mm-hmm. established a foundation, and became something that attracted other folks. And I have to believe, if people did not say, I'm in, I'm going to jump in here and be a part of this, then it probably wouldn't have worked. You'd still have a bunch of plans on the paper. That's right. It would have just be, you know, some little church trying to get on its mm-hmm. feet. You guys aren't just some little church anymore. No. I mean, and, you guys are running, wi- right, wired? That's wi- right. Well, no, no that's... Um, that's the What's the big summer thing with 
the kids doing all the that's the eagle eye folks yeah susan susan and uh whatever anderson what was oh, but husband? i thought it was out of this i thought it was out of your church we've been a part of it okay uh, in the past and i think that that's susan's deal yeah oh, okay yeah, with eagle eye. it's huge oh yeah huge. wire ministries is a brand yeah where wiregrass church is a church yeah. Oh, I didn't know that Basically. Wired. Yeah, yeah. Wired, a... Wired Ministries, I think. I had, and I could be wrong. And Susan, if this is for whatever reason you're She's listening awesome. to this, get get some hobbies, girl. But um, <laughs> like, it seems like it's, it really, it very much seems like uh, with Wired Ministries, they've built that into like a sustainable brand. I don't know how much of a brand it actually is. I know they do a ton of awesome stuff within the mm-hmm. community. Um, but it, de- it very much seems like something that they built and this might not have been their intentions but it seems like they built it to sell merchandise as awful as that sounds mm-hmm. like it seems very i mean i guess the logo could seem that way too like we have shirts and hats and whatever you can buy all times throughout the year what, wired yeah you can buy wired shirts and oh, all sorts of merch yeah but they do like I mean, like they do mission projects, service projects. Yeah, yes. like every kid that's involved. involved, they have to do service right. projects throughout the Wiregrass, yeah. mm-hmm. and then there's huge concerts, and well, it's pretty big. But they deal. bring it, but it's not one end of like it's not one individual church that does that. It's multiple churches right. from around the area. It's a oh. they come together. That's effort. awesome. Yeah, and Wiregrass, in my opinion, its success could be owed partially to the involvement of the community. Mm-hmm. You know, it took people leaving their churches from how many years to say okay we'll be a part of this and then you create these environments that have become irresistible that attracts more people and before you know it you've got people serving Mm -hmm. for the good of the community and for the church and and my thought is the school school system could be done the same way absolutely it's going to be rough at first possibly sure there'll be hiccups but if you you have people say hey i want to invest in my community i want children not just my children which of course i'm responsible for yeah but other families children's across the city to be able to say yeah i love school or i'm learning in school Mm -hmm. or i've got a mentor now or i've got services that were not once available to me years ago that now are and if it takes an interruption in your routine if you have to make new friends sit next to different people then so be it yeah i mean good grief that's how you get to know your neighbor anyway that's to me that's kind of what life is you know and i think we as adults forget how adaptable kids are i mean it's really no skin Dude, off kids are like the, I mean, they're the, the most adaptable. They're like, new sure. school? All right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. well, okay, and we're like pitchforks and running. Not my kid. Well, that's, You're not changing it for my kid. And the kid really doesn't care. It's but, scary times because like all those motivations to like grab up the pitchforks and start like some witch hunt scenario. Like a lot of that, whether, I don't know, it could... It's, it's very all, easily misconstrued my, my point, as racism my, we, at a certain right. point. Well, it's it's the truth of the matter is it's lower Alabama and it is skirting a fine line yeah. as to people trying to keep their kids in certain schools sure. and other kids in other schools. Whatever the motivation when really, is. When really it's supposed to be the best education for everybody. That's yeah. And kids from other areas are not going to have the brightest future if they're not exposed to the best education. Sure. I mean, I was I mean, exposed you can't to keep them in the same that's right. I you mean, know, obviously, change has to occur if right. we want our school system to be top in the nation. And our city. And mm-hmm. our town. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you I think mean, they're about the future. It, what brings new business to a community or new families? It's one it's of a, the first questions is, tell me about your school systems. Yeah. What do you offer here? Are you doing this and this like we were doing in Huntsville or Birmingham mm-hmm. or Atlanta or wherever? And it's nice. It will be nice to be able to say, yes, we offer this and more. And I think that's what Dr. Edwards is trying to bring is... 
you're paying me to bring you a top-notch school system, then here are four options. These are not the only four. And as, as a matter of fact, if you have something you want to add to this, or if you have options, send to it present, on in. Let's talk about yeah. it. This is your school system, after all. You're raising your families here. I want you to have a vested interest, mm-hmm. and I want you to have a voice. And again. 99% of the people that I've talked with are all, yeah, we get it. And yeah. we know it's going to be, there's going to be some changes and it might not be pretty at There's first. scared folks in this town. But though. we're behind the idea of change. Mm-hmm. Now, how, how that fleshes out, you know, and what winds up being the final solution. You know, I think the magnet schools have a big, that's a big topic right mm-hmm. now. My kids go to magnet school and they go to Northview. Northview is not a magnet school. Northview's yeah. Northview, you know, yeah. and Mr. Singleton, the new pr- principal there, that joker's fired up. He's ready for change, and I'm I'm right behind him. I've got kids, you know, Nicholas. They're coming up. Coming up, that's mm-hmm. right. Nicholas just left a couple of years ago, and I've got William in there now, and I've got others soon to follow. So, I mean, I'm all for what can my family do to make this a better school system? Absolutely. And just tell me what I can do. Because by doing that, you're making the whole city better. Well, that's right. And there may be some who say, I'm going to wait and just jump back in when the water's Yeah, because I've heard number like people throw whatever number they make up at like spur of the moment. Well, 70 kids have already left the Dothan City Yeah, schools. that's exactly what I was thinking. And I'm like, dude, we're in the same conversation. When, mm-hmm. like it, all in one day, like I feel like people would notice like just 70 kids was like, you well, know 70 what? families. If 70, I mean, 70 kids belong to pretty much 70 families. So sure. But I don't know. Part. I mean, at the same time, like, see ya. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I had a kid in the uh, public school system, which I don't, I have a wife in the public school systems, which is my vested interest in this scenario. What grade is she in? Pre-K. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible, actually, now that I say it. Yeah, my wife is in pre-K. No, she's a pre-K teacher at Kelly Springs. But, like, everything that I've heard, she'll be fine. I guess it's a very early developmental childhood scenario. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I, I think it's going to be very interesting times. I think it's going to bring out the best and the worst in the community. Well, that's... I mean, I really do. I think people currently. are going to say... I mean, even like I started off the conversation, I'm guilty of it. I said she was from Pennsylvania, sure. meaning that somebody was coming... And we're slander. both from the north, but somebody's coming down and like, you know lifestyle here versus yeah. lifestyle this is like obama it's coming to get your guns you know what i mean like at a certain point like let's just wait and see what happens before we start like clutching our pearls you know what i mean like, well again i feel like it just needs to be reiterated because oh, yeah. i think it's i think it's positive what she's trying to do sure without a doubt and mayor mike past mayor mike sure is 100 percent behind her and if you know mayor mike you know this guy he's a smart guy he's a smart guy yeah he's successful but he man. also came up through like not the best childhood not the no, best foster child. education he's a foster kid. Mm-hmm. yeah and he's done wonders with whatever he's had available to him that's right and he said billy i want you to meet her she is the real deal she's the best person we could have for this position yeah and if he says something like that i mean i don't think he's just blowing, blowing smoke. No, I think yeah. he's he's serious about it. So yeah. I met her the first time she came. She's super cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, see, I haven't met her. I'm she's down with really it. down. She's I think she's gonna really take one neat. look at she's me. She's down to earth. She is. I think uh, we no, met her daughter. Like she brought her family. Mm-hmm. It was it's a great first meeting, and I mean, she's doing kind of what we have paid her to do. She's she's I not like that. waiting. She's saying, let's let's get this ball rolling. So she's most recently coming out of Decatur. Georgia. Decatur City Schools, yes, okay. sir. So everybody that I, well, not everybody, a handful of people that I've talked to, like, yeah, man, she did something like this outside of Huntsville. I was like, 
what? And then when you said Decatur, I was like, there it is. There's there's that misinformation that I've been looking for. Absolutely. Nobody's mentioning the, success, the prior success that she's yeah, had. They're like, yeah, she did it with this small town in like northern Alabama. Like, no, she did it with a pretty big spot uh, yeah. Yeah. outside of Atlanta. And that was Mike's first, I mean, his second sentence was, here's what she's done in yeah. the past. So I'm, I'm encouraged. And again, I, I, I look forward to being a part of the solution. And to your point, if people are backing out and taking their kids out, I can respect a parent saying, I want to oh, do yeah. what's best for my kids. But I, I guess I also respect maybe even a little more somebody saying, I want to be a part of the solution. Sure. I don't just want to wait and come back when That's, it's yeah. when it's time. That when chicken somebody, little deal, not chicken little. Who was it? Was the one well, to eat and something? My point and to kids are adaptable. They're gonna have. They're gonna form their opinion watching your reaction. Oh, absolutely. So if you have a bad attitude at home about it, even though home can be quote unquote private. They're going to take that attitude, whatever it is in the house, and then go home, yeah, go to just school like and little, spread that. Well, you know, what you don't, that's a good point. And what you don't want is your children sensing the fear. And, and maybe it's warranted in that it's changed, so I'm a little bit nervous about mm-hmm. what's about to happen with my children's education. But if that fear permeates into the child's mind, now the child's going to school afraid. And, and not concentrating on what he's supposed to be doing while they're there. Yeah. I mean, I, my thought is let's, let's get behind her. And really, it's the school board that gets to make the final decision. She gets to make a recommendation. The school board, I think, ultimately has to say, yeah, this is this is what we're going to do, and this is when we're going to do it. Well, yeah. there needs to be some change. I mean, well, that's right. there's, there's got to be some started. change. Right. All these parents that just click on Netflix and Peppa Pig, and they're like, all right, here you go for the next 18 years. And they look at, like, they look at the school system as just like a free daycare for mm. their kids, like a lot of people. Because they don't, I mean, they just want to go back to work. Or they just want to be left alone for a minute or something. And then it's, send them on. That's just, that's not, unfortunately, that's not an education issue. That is full-on parenting yeah, issue. That's just, but okay. it's unfortunate for the edu- educators, like your wife, yeah. that their kids that are coming to school now are not, don't have manners, don't have this. And and there are parents, not all parents, but there are some parents that expect the teacher to raise a child. And that's a great that point. Is not at all what the teacher is no, there for. The right. teacher is supposed to facilitate the educational portion of your child rearing. So and, and really, I, I'm not looking to the teacher to raise my child. No, I, I don't want somebody to, to raise no my kidding. child. I, I want mean, you to educate you. Get, that's your job. That's my job. That's some right. little right. version, <laughs> some little version of you that shows up that doesn't think anything the way you think, and you're like, "Wait, I used to know you. Who are? Why are you living in my house? I don't believe anything that you're telling me right now. You need to go. Yeah. You don't need that. Yeah, my that's wife. why you got to invest in your kids early. It's Speaking like, of investing, it's just like an IRA. <laughs> oh, Billy, no. what? Did you just make a transition? Very subtle transition. So awful. I almost didn't even see that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, Billy, tell us about you, though. You are from Atlanta originally? Okay. Yes. Lived there for 30 years and moved to Dothan in 2004 to start Wiregrass Church, like we talked about. Did that for a few years. Moved to Nashville to start another church for Andy Stanley. And then Donald Bolden, who's the president of Cap South, he uh, contacted me and said, hey, next time you're coming through Dothan on the way to the beach, you know, come see me. So, so have you always been involved in financial stuff or just were you predominantly church starting? That's a great question. I would say now I look at it and I would answer that we are all always involved in the financial aspects of our lives. We just don't necessarily have a plan for it. And I was in a season where I worked at Bell South, you know, this fortune 100 company, 
working with large telecommunications companies on fiber optic networks, mm-hmm. things that would make your cell phone work, mm-hmm. in other words, and very, very left-brained kind of a thing. And is that right? Very technical numbers aren't, I forget. Right That's right brain. brain. Right brain. I'm left, I'm left-handed, so I'm, I'm neither, right brain. I'm neither side. Oh, let me Google yeah, it. I don't know. Go ahead. Anyway, so very technical. Not, not my deal, really. I'm more mm-hmm. on the visual, artistic, yeah. creative sides. But I got to design these networks, so that was you know, creative. Did that oh. for 14 years before moving to Dothan. And then uh, after that, did some work with uh, audio, video, and lighting designs mm-hmm. in churches. And then moved to Dothan to become a wealth manager for Donald at Cap South Wealth Management. And I've been there for six, seven years. So, yeah. Not bad. I guess yeah. you're doing a decent job. I reckon. He hasn't thrown you right out. Yeah. Doing some uh, work with you, of course, yeah. on the lo- with the local and some videos. Has a column every month. Yeah. So Check that out. That's kind of what my role has evolved into, not just also being a wealth manager, helping clients mm. discover what's really important to them, but yeah. actually creating videos, writing, kind of being a public mm-hmm. presence, if you will, yeah. for CapSouth. Left-brained. Left-brained, yes. It's math. Oh, left brain is math. Okay. Left side of the brain is responsible for controlling the right side of the body. It also performs tasks that have to do with logic, such as science and mathematics. Yeah, I'm right brain. So you're creative. Yeah, uh, I would think so. Yeah, I creative hope. in the arts. I think so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think my brain works that way God at all. God bless Google. Dig it. <laughs> Google's good stuff. Yeah. So so then now I've been at Cap South for, what, seven years? Mm-hmm. Since 2011. November will be seven years. And four kids, one wife. And we do uh, soccer, football, basketball, whatever. Whatever, if there's a ball, my family's involved. So Your boys are involved. They are. <laughs> yes, they are. Are they all boy? All boy, yes. That's awesome. Each of them is all boy. <laughs> I always yes. say that because in some kids, there's like artsy, craftsy kids. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well. like my, my son's biggest nightmare because he's more into like video games and books mm-hmm. and museums and that kind of thing so when we talk about like his future and like having a wife and kids he's always like please I'd rather have girls yeah honestly because his nightmare would be like because he won't have four, to go like take them like, deer hunting yeah three all boys who <laughs> wanted to be in a deer stand and wanted yeah. to practice football and throw the ball because he'd be like I, I can't <laughs> yeah They're, none of them are into hunting no although one of them is an artist loves mm-hmm. guitar drums and keyboards and the other is a soccer player at Northview, also a kicker. And then Nicholas is pre-med at Auburn. That's awesome. And then Cal- Charles Henry is, you know, he's just 10. So he's just figuring out Fortnite, which there you go. is the bane of my existence. What's Fortnite? What? I've not heard of this yet. Uh, Wait, may I, maybe I have. Oh, my goodness It's a gracious. computer game. Well, it you is, can download it on your phone. I, play, I actually play it on my phone. I'm terrible at it. It's taking over the world. Yeah. And there are people listening to me now saying... That's not even... You don't know what you're talking about, yeah. old man. And that's my son <laughs> yeah. actually calling in and saying that likely. But uh, yeah, Fortnite is another babysitter. I would actually want that to be a babysitter more than a teacher, because it's in my own it's home. It's crazy. Can you can control it. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's actually. I mean, it's not a bad game. Truth be told, it's there's no blood, no gore. What is it like? You're building up your little empire, and then you're protecting it. No, that yeah, that's kind of like the old uh, Clash of Clans game that I used to play. It's dude, it's weird. Like you just go into this weird three dimensional world. They fly you in this blimp. You jump out. <laughs> And then you land wherever on this map, and you can just destroy whatever you want. And you find stuff, and you find stuff to build with. Yeah. And you can build stuff. You can, like, put together this crazy arsenal of firearms. 
You can drive stuff around. What is? The, I don't know the actual. I think it's like a big game of capture the flag. What's the movie? The girl. I can't think of her name, but it was. They put all these kids in this dome, and they have to kill each other until there's only one left. Oh yeah. Um, Not Divergent, but no, um, it's like. Uh, of course, it. It was an Asian. It was a chi- Japanese movie to begin with. Battle Royale. No, no, no. No, that's it. This no. is Battle Royale. I think is I know what you're talking about. What's gosh? I'm horrible the maze? with celebrities. No, it's this girl. She's the main character, and they're each representing a certain city. Oh, Divergent. Nope, not Divergent, because I, I thought that's what it was. But it's golly. I should, oh wait. I should um, call my ten-year-old Mockingbird. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, Jay Bird. Jay Mockingjay. Oh yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's thousands of people screaming the name right, of this movie. Exactly. Of course, we're like struggling, but yeah. it's, it's like that, but oh, a video game. Where okay. You're trying, you don't really have allies. You're not allowed to in this case, though. And your job is to be uh, the last one standing. Yeah. I mean, the battle royale is blah, blah, blah. But, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's an old Japanese like horror film that was that. Oh, but right. instead of it being like reasonable, it was just don't, gnarly don't, gore not, and no. terrible. Every time we talk about your old video. Like, it, no. <laughs> no, that's Absolutely the movie not. that kept coming to mind. That's why I kept saying Battle Royale. That sounds sketchy. All right. I don't know so why you would know that movie. Wh- how do we start with investing? Like, how? when is the right time? When do you, like, walk in the office? Do you just come in there and go, I'm Charlene, I'm a complete idiot, please help me? No, like, well, that, that does Would that happen. work? Could yes, I do that? of course. Of All course right. you could do that. Um, <laughs> but you're not as much an idiot as you might think you are. Investing yeah, really you is, make it into that door, you're already steps like way ahead as everybody else there's truth in that i mean just yeah acknowledging that like it's it's like estate planning financial planning either one you have a financial plan it's either accidental or you're actually creating one and and working through one like raising kids you can raise your kids accidentally and they'll grow up and be whatever they're going to be Mm -hmm. or you can put some effort into raising your children instilling values helping them through things and then you get what you reap what you sow right so financial planning is kind of the same thing you at any time you could walk into an office one of cap south's offices and say i need help investing or i need help understanding stocks and bonds and mutual funds and etfs and option trading you know all of that is great, but really the fundamental issue is what is important to you in life? And if you were to tell me, well, uh, you know, leaving a lasting legacy for my family or not being a burden to others, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm gone or uh, spending time with the people I care about or retiring early, once we understand what is important to you, we can work through the investing part, whether you're going to invest in stocks, bonds, or mutual funds or whatever. That's kind of a means to an end. Mm-hmm. But the end that people, I think, need to be more cognizant of is that a financial plan is based on what you value out of life. And once your advisor, like in this case, Cap South, if mm-hmm. we are managing your wealth and we're working with you, it's incumbent upon us to understand what is important to you. What do you value? And then we take your resources and bring those to bear on helping you accomplish the things you value in life. Mm-hmm. And the numbers part really is not a major part of it. I mean, people get caught up in, I don't understand the alpha and the beta yeah. and what is the appropriate return on the stock and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's it's good for people to understand kind of how stocks and bonds work. But what's most important is that they work with somebody that understands what they value. I mean, if you're going to, to really understand stocks and bonds, you'd almost have to have a four-year degree, really. And even then... That does, yeah, just because you know about it doesn't yeah, mean you can no, control it. I mean, it. even a, then, you... It's, it's a tool. It's, once, you've, once you've learned about stocks and bonds, you've learned about a tool. Right. Which is not really useful 
and you don't know how to implement it unless you know what you're trying to build. Right. So in this case, you've got a financial plan that you're trying to establish with you and your husband or you and your wife, and you come to somebody like me and say, okay, what do we do? Like you were saying earlier, what do I need to do? Do I need to invest? What do I need to do? Right. How much risk should I take? Mm-hmm. And all of that really comes down to, well, what is it you, what's important to you? And well, then, yeah, what's your long-term goal? Yeah. Like, what is your lifetime long-term goal? Do you want to retire at 65? you want to have a house in the north and a house in the, you know, mm-hmm. like winter, like summer up north and winter down south? Like, that's part of what it, is, yes. you know. And essentially, do you want a big funeral, a little funeral? Do yes. you want a Viking burial? Yeah. What do you want? Right. right. All of that is, <laughs> those are important. We call those honest conversations. Right. That's we'll, part two of the, the oh, Billy yeah. Money yes, Mind uh, yes, program. Yes, we actually have that in there. But so if I were going to go chronologically, right. Right, I would say we would address with a couple what their money mind or an individual. And we call it a money mind, which is essentially how do you make financial decisions? Like when you make a large financial decision, is it motivated by happiness, fear, or commitment? Mm-hmm. Which means, are you a happiness person? That's I'm going to enjoy life, and I'm going to if I've got a dollar, I'm probably going to spend it so that I can enjoy it and right. celebrate with my family. Yeah. I like boats. I like motorcycles. I like jet sure. skis. I like. But I'm not terribly worried about what the future holds. Okay. Yeah. And I don't really agonize over financial decisions. I'm just you present me with this. I'm going to pull the trigger. Let's go. I'm going to maximize. I'm a whole lot like that. All What's right? the next person? Because I'm not that person. <laughs> I feel like you might have brought my survey in. I brought one, yes, uh, but it's and there. I can't name names. Sure, but there's a commitment. One, you could be either happiness, commitment, or protection. security. Yeah. So the commitment person is the one that gives. You are looking to give to others. And you might do so. Yeah, no, not me. Okay. Keep it. What's the next one? All right, so the no, next I'm one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, keep explaining it so, for someone who's yeah. listening. So the commitment version of the money mind is somebody that's looking to take care of others, mm-hmm. that listens to other people's opinions, and maybe takes care of others at uh, their own demise. They're more mm-hmm. concerned about giving and taking care of somebody else than they are of taking care of themselves. That would be, I would imagine my in-laws because they're not taking vacations they're they live in a very small modest house mm-hmm. their whole drive was they wanted their grandkids to have this and they want you know like so they almost don't go do things i think they should be doing in living right because they want to have this yeah, big nest egg you know tim and i are always like you should leave with no money like you don't have to but we're different so that's right then they're so they're a commitment type. They sound like a commitment couple. Okay. Sure. And the third is the protection money mind or the fear money mind. It doesn't mean you're afraid. It just means as a protector. Just to be safe, you want to have X amount of money in the bank. You've got a number. Ready to roll. That's right. And you want to have a reserve, a safety net, and you likely will never have enough to feel comfortable. You agonize yeah, over making more like it. Large decisions that kind of freak you out. You're like, oh, I don't know. Should we? Should we not? Yeah. And by the time you finally make up your mind to pull the trigger, the opportunity's gone. And you're like, you know what? Fine. We didn't need that anyway. We can just keep this money. We'll just keep saving because, you know, oh the God, kids are getting crazy. older. I'm getting older. Healthcare, See, blah, blah, blah. Just that's the protector money it's mind. It's weird because mine changes depending on what account I'm referring to. So, like, the local, what I do with the local money is completely different than what I think should be done with my personal money Mm -hmm. and then I've got stuff stashed all over the place doing me no favors at all just in case like whatever happens happens and I'm just like oh I need to come up with a couple thousand dollars like I can move some stuff around and come up with it within a day Mm -hmm. but I don't know a lot of it is just like out of sight out of mind like I know that's there and I don't have to worry about it and so it frees me to blow money on 
boats and motorcycles and whatever else. <laughs> See, I would think if I was looking at Tim and I were more of the fear mm-hmm. or whatever the last one is. Protector, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, we'll just stay at this pace. It seems to be working. No, we don't need those toys. You know, no, we don't We don't need to remodel the kitchen. The kitchen's fine. It works. Mm. You know, kind of. Sure. Well, there's a danger in that yeah, also. Yeah, I know. The danger Let's of that. The danger may be you get so, and if you're both the same way, right? We're both protection oriented. So you both may be, what do you think we should do? Should we pull the trigger here? Mm, I don't really, you know what? I wasn't thinking so easy. Let's yeah. just, let's just not. So you're, you're, what you could do in life might be limited by your natural predisposition to hold on to money and not spend it. Yeah. But really, maybe you could do some of these things, but because you're both protection oriented, you don't really have the other one to bounce ideas off of because you both feel the same way. So when you're both the same mindset, mm-hmm. if you both have the same money mind, you may be saving and saving and fearing running out of money your entire life, and you might die with $20 million. And how much life could you have lived right. with that money sure. that you were afraid to spend? So it's important. It doesn't matter which one you are. Neither of them are, are bad, right inherently wrong. bad. That's yeah. right. There's no right or wrong. It's just kind of how we've determined people make financial decisions it's important though to understand how you make them so that someone like if you and i were married and you're a protection and i'm a happiness mm-hmm. you say billy we gotta we gotta save Pull the say, rains back a little bit are you kidding we haven't done a vacation in five years we need to live a little bit and spend a little bit of money mm-hmm. so then we've got two different money minds so we're able to share perspectives and it's healthy to actually disagree as long as you can constructively work through it but when you have the same money mind the the danger it's harder to get out of that rut scenario i mean you've got nobody to tell you gosh y'all are okay you could probably do that kitchen model if you wanted to i mean oh you do need that person and here's how you would do it and explain it every step of the way that's kind of what cap south's role is is to come in in a relationship with two people and we actually have these cards i I, thought it was pack of gum yeah i'm not gonna lie that looks just like a trident these are there are 15 cards here that nobody can see but the three of us yeah right? okay and they identify values things that are important to is this indiv- a game we're going to play right now we could play this game we could very well play this game but i will show you okay like there's blue cards green cards and purple cards from yes. what i can see and yes. then the backs are white i'm just describing to people mm-hmm. listening the blue cards are the commitment cards okay so if these things are important to you you're more likely a giver Oh, so this kind of determines what are the three. Oh, yeah. Ooh, let's play this That game. way you don't have to, like, scratch your head for the next week and be like, oh, well, I can't remember which one Billy said that I might be more of. Like, let's be a quick, can we do a fast fire you. round? Well, this doesn't help you with your money mind. This helps you understand what you value. Gotcha. But, we, but we can do this. Let me tell you, let me read these off and you tell me whether they're, they mean anything, mean anything sure. to you. Or okay, not. on a scale or yes or no? Uh, how are we answering? How about yes or no? Okay. Educate. Well, let's go a scale. One to ten. Okay. One being important, ten not being as important. Okay. Educate those you care about. Uh, two. Okay. Maximize or minimize taxes. One. Provide a lasting legacy. Eh, five. <laughs> Support your charitable <laughs> causes. Uh, probably about four. Okay. Support other family members. Ten. Five. Ten. They leave them out in the cold. Sure. I mean, if they're my children, of course. Sure. Yeah. 100%. But go buy an axe and build you Anybody a house. Anybody besides those two? 
Right. Okay. Well, then let's <laughs> let's try this. So that was the commitment. That's the giver. Okay. I would say you rated more on the low side. <laughs> so, I'm giving. Cold yeah. blooded. I sort of call that being yeah. cold blooded. That's right. And you admitted that. You, you said you didn't care about people. All right. So let's go to these the green cards. Okay. All right. Prepare for the unexpected. Is yes, that important? That's to you? probably one. Oh, eh, that's probably like a through th- one's the most important, right? Well, okay. This were no. this yes or no. No, actually, one was the most important. One was most important. So on those commitments, you were pretty low. So that is important yeah. to you or not? Yeah, the commitment yeah. seemed like this was very it was important-ish. That, that was very important to you, is yeah. that right? Important okay. adjacent. All right. Adjacent. <laughs> so I have the green ones here. Prepare for the unexpected. Uh, is that important? Yeah, it's important. Very important? Mm, no. Okay. Not really. Income security safety net. Yes, 100%. That's okay, a that's one. a one. Not being a burden to your family. Is that important? That is a one. Yeah, that's that definitely a one. one. Protect your lifestyle. One. One. There's a theme here. <laughs> yeah. Protect your family if you're not around. One. Okay. So out of the five, four of these green cards were... Very important. Very important. So okay. that tells me that what you're going to value in life are protecting the people that you care about. Okay. Right? Caring about having enough money to make sure something happens to you your family's taken care of that's a pretty important consideration for you that's mm-hmm. that mama bear doing her mama bear thing <laughs> all right how about this okay improve maintain health and wellness no nah. i'm just kidding yeah i spend a lot of money on that okay just because G- tim goes to the gym i like do too 16 I times spend a day stupid amount of money on like extracurricular health stuff so that's important to you right. right okay and that's all right justin isn't it isn't no, that all right? it's not. It's You're not fired, right. Shirley. <laughs> Take Wait, that loafer shirt are off. Are we and couples then... counseling or are we like financial <laughs> counseling? Hey, I would bet that a lot of your oh, stuff yes. is couples oh, counseling. Because yeah. had... you would be like, that's okay, Tim, right? Yeah. That's, well, that's I, my husband's name. And he just starts like, I would tell you. <laughs> shaking his head all nervous like, looking at the floor. We've had some of these uh, conversa- honest conversations where you could tell the husband and the wife we're going to have an ominous conversation when they got home. They were going to continue the conversation at home. Yes. Yeah. Just put it that way. But it's good because You wouldn't have known that. You w- they wouldn't have known. I mean, and there have been times, though, the majority is they look at each other and say, I never knew you felt that way yeah. about, about this. And you're like, okay, I feel like I am creating this environment of discovery between a husband and a wife, the two people who have committed to each other and committed to do best for their family, and they're learning more about what each other wants. How valuable is that? And how valuable is it that someone like me gets to come alongside them and say, okay, these are what these are the values that you mm-hmm. two put as top notch. I'm going to help you accomplish them. It's not about a number on a return. I made sure. 4% last year. Is that good or bad? Well, it doesn't matter. Who knows? What are you trying to accomplish with your money? Yeah. If you don't have to make 8%, you only need to make 4 then you're fine. But if your plan says, golly, we need to make 20% year after year, well, we're going to have to probably consider different values. I think this is crucially important for a young couple. Without a doubt. I mean, you know, even before marriage. I mean, after marriage, as soon as possible. But having these financial discussions, because a lot of times, to me, what I see with newer couples is they're kind of given everything, you know, mm-hmm. a brand new house in Grove Park, brand new cars, you know, they start off their marriage like that sounds, at the top. That is nothing like what I experienced no, when I got married. No, so. me neither. But kids today, life is different for kids today. Yeah. And so they are given all these things. And so when it comes to big financial decisions, they have no idea. Yeah. Or 
Or the the flip side is you might have a husband that likes to spend, 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 and the wife doesn't even know that she should say, um, she's just kind of trusting, mm-hmm. you know? Or you have a wife that's credit card, credit card, credit card, credit card, and the husband doesn't even know. You know, so you can get into really hot water really quick. You You do need an advisor for your finances. Yeah, you do. And even more important than an advisor, in my, I mean, it's easy. Well, maybe I should not say this, but if you as a couple can have an honest conversation, not so much with these cards, but just be. But that's a good start. It's a fantastic start. I'm just talking about take Billy and Cap South out of the equation. I would tell anybody that chooses, let's say, not to work with an advisor, you still need to have the conversations that we're going to have. You know, uh-huh. I, I, I will tell a couple here, if you don't want to come do this with me, that's fine. But here are the things that the two of you need to talk about at the dinner table and in front of your kids. Yeah. These are the topics. Because kids you, need to be. They need to see. They need to know you. what's well, going not on. Know. What you're a normal. not taught in high school. You're not taught in college. There's not a class that tells you how to be financially sound. Not at all. You know, That's so you're kind of going like. I've got zero. I've my got parents all my were great assets. at it. Wonderful. My parents were awful at it. I have no idea. You well, know. And you bring up a great point. How, how financial stewardship was modeled for you when you were a child. You'll do probably one of two things. Or three things really. Let the company handle it. <laughs> well, wherever you work, you will you will say, "My mom and dad never talked about it. We will not be that way. We are going to be an open book when it comes to finances, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about it because mm-hmm. I saw what it did to their relationship. There was anxiety. There was hostility. Dad went and got that pack of cigarettes. And never it's came big, home. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're talking, and I'm thinking about um, like my husband. And I come from very different backgrounds. So his background is mom didn't work dad worked for the same company from he was construction company flipping the stop slow sign mm-hmm. all the way to vice president mm, wow save 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 no vacations none of that work 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 my side both parents uh college graduated both had finances but my dad was basically a gambler so there was bookies calling the house if he started a business he didn't have one fishing boat he had three fishing boats if Ooh. he had racehorses he had 21 racehorses so the money was like lots of money no money lots of money no money (laughs) so to me that made me like we're not spending anything because my dad blew everything you know that kind of without a doubt you see how it was modeled for you and you can either say that's just not going to be us and you go the opposite Mm -hmm. or you watch somebody do something so well and you think baby we got that's normal that's this is how you handle your finances and can my dad talk to us would you be okay if we go and talk to mom and dad and let them share with us what they did Mm -hmm. yeah and then it's a positive legacy type of passing it down how to be a good financial Mm -hmm. steward and then some people will just model what their parents did whether it worked or not and that's just all they know and they don't pay any attention to how they are modeling for their kids and if i had to tell again whether you come into cap south stores or not just know that your kids are listening and your kids are watching how you do with TV and mm-hmm. the shows they watch, the kids they play with, the schools they go to. They're also picking up on how you talk about money or don't. Argue, how just many don't t- discuss it. It's never, it was never talked about in my house or my parents always argued about it. You know, it's, it seems to be one of those two things. Yeah. Rarely do we hear, oh, my mom and dad were so good about it and we, they taught us everything. Those are stories. Counseling and Jake and Abby's future. Yeah, like I, my my parents were just like you. If you brought up money, it was like, can I have X amount of dollars to go do this? And that was it. You didn't like. How are we? Like, also, I didn't really care that much as long as I could sleep there for free and then duck out and then get into whatever tomfoolery I was going to be into for the week. 
I mean, I didn't care. Like, I barely care now, and I'm 35 years old. Like, I've got zero retirement. I've got a ton of stuff, like, stashed all over the place, but it's not like... Your mason jar system? Yeah, and I've got stuff. I've got a Betterment account that racks up whatever a year, and it's doing all right. It's not really a... It's not a retirement account at all, because there's not enough... I need to go visit Billy. I just brought him here. It's so much easier. <laughs> I'm I'm easy. I'll just, yeah. He's like, I've already done the cards in my head. I know yeah, exactly nah, what kind of plan I'm I've actually, <laughs> I went to, um, I went to one of Billy's uh, evenings over at Friend Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, this little get together where you just, you and your wife show up, or in your case, husband would show up, and he goes through all of this and like explains like different personality types as far as how they save money or how they spend money and what their motivations are behind it. And then, at the end of that, you learn like, oh, you are very cold and don't want to give to anybody unless they've earned it. Yeah, I'm not interested in those. That's what how color I, cards are those blue? Yeah, those are 100 <laughs> percent me. It's like nothing. I'm reporting everything. Well, these, but I mean, these conversations are free. By the yeah, way. I mean, people can come in and say, hey, Billy, can we do? Can my wife and I or my husband and I do the honest conversations meeting? It's not just for clients. Really? Oh, yes. I mean, it's it's one of those truths or or these nuggets of wisdom that we don't believe we are holding on to for for money i mean it's this needs to be shared with everybody it's it's like uh like you would envision the gospel i need to share this because it's we believe it's the right thing to share this kind of would be the gospel or the foundation for financial stewardship let's you and your husband you and your wife have this conversation with us and let's see where it goes Mm -hmm. and if you leave saying you know what we're not really down with that at least you'll know more about yourself That's it. than when you came in. And all you wasted was an hour of your time. But I'm telling you. I don't think it's a wasted hour. Oh my I mean, even if you don't invest in, let's say, a capsule situation, you would leave with so much knowledge. Yes. And you would be asking questions of each other. Like, wait, why? I didn't know you. Like you said, I didn't know that you felt that way. Why mm-hmm. do you feel that way? Like, what were your parents like? Like, it would open up so much discussion. Yeah. It's and important. explain a lot of, like, different character I won't say flaws, but different characteristics about your partner. That's right. And like put it into perspective. Well, when you're talking about values, you're talking about things that are important to you. And where your heart is, that's where your money's going to go. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all heard that growing up. Yeah, you make time for the things you love and you spend on the things you love. That's right. You want to see what's important to people, look at their bank statements and credit card statements. Mm-hmm. And that'll show you what's important to them. Obviously, so, CVS is very important to me. Yeah. CVS is fantastic. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. Like, it's my favorite. I have a love for the pharmacy. Yeah, that's not, not like the pill section. Like, up that and down the aisles. Bad. Like, I need this as seen on TV yeah. thing. I need it. Well, yeah. That's... <laughs> But it's not something that we necessarily charge for because it's it's kind of the foundation for our relationship with a client or a prospect. So if somebody mm-hmm. came in and said, hey, we have $20 million that we'd like to invest. Can you help us? And I would say, well, sure. We're going to go through this process if yeah. you're okay with that. And if you came to me and said, we have $1,000, mm-hmm. can we go through this process? I would say, sure. Yeah. Let's sit down and let's do it today. I mean, this is not a, a wealth um, an opportunity for the wealthy. This is an opportunity for those that are concerned about being good stewards of their resources and being able to pass that down to their friends and their kids. I think it's a fabulous graduation present. When you graduate from college, you should have an appointment with My a goodness. financial advisor because your first paycheck's going to roll in and you should immediately at like and I was given this advice and totally did not listen to it yeah, whatsoever. I, didn't listen to any advice I mean, as a my kid. dad tried to pound this into my head because I think he was trying to tell me do the opposite of what I did. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I also have, I'm my father's daughter, so I don't listen. Um, but if you were to start saving a portion of your paycheck, mm-hmm. however it is that you like to save blue card, green card, red card, right. um, immediately you'd already be used to it and you wouldn't miss that money. That's right. I mean, that's how I always look at it. Like I, if I just put it somewhere where I can't see it or touch it, yeah. then it doesn't, I don't, I don't miss it or I don't, I can't get it. So it doesn't, it's yeah. there. It's safety net. You've already well, created your safety net. That's, and you've created a habit of, yeah. of financial stewardship, like with a 401k. Let's just say you had a 401k uh, to invest in and a lot of employers will actually put a matching contribution mm-hmm. into your 401k on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And if you put in... Rachel's Day Spa does it. Yeah. It's right. the only spa in the area that does that, by the way, if you're looking for... And I will tell you, that's a great benefit. It's I mean, a great are, benefit. We also do corporate 401k consulting to where we'll go to a, a medical practice or a law firm or whatever dealership and say, hey... What do you do for your 401k? And if they say, well, we've got 100 employees, we've got you know X amount of money in this plan, we'll take them through a, a process by which they discover, are we safe or not? Are we, yeah. are we really compliant with the IRS? Are we doing what we're supposed to do for the participants in our plan? And we'll come alongside a business and say, here's what we think you need to do. And we will actually create a 401k plan for a business that they can then offer their employees and it is a fantastic benefit and if you really want to look at what's a good job a or b i would look at the the obviously the benefits package but sure 401k or some kind of profit sharing plan something yeah, it's that free allows money you, that is exactly i mean it's free the bottom line, yeah, the bottom line is the matching they're matching your like if i'm putting a hundred dollars a month in somebody else is putting on a hundred dollars a month in i just got an extra hundred bucks a month all you had to do was stay employed. All I had yeah. to do is stay employed, which is also a great incentive to not have a lot of turnover with your employees because they're making money. And we had this meeting, and what's interesting, I work with women that are way younger than me, um, but they, you know, they are used to a paycheck without that coming out. Um, and so they were like, "Oh no, I need that." Let's say it's fifty yeah, bucks. Dude. And like, all you're gonna do is blow past, it. Chick-fil-A. Like once it's gone, yep. you'll get used to not having that fifty. It's not there. You don't yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll get used to it. And I tried to like, it's free money. You'll get used to it. I promise. Like That's it'll right. adjust out. Yeah, you adapt as humans, regardless of whatever. Like, if if whatever your scenario is changes, you're gonna get that time's gonna click by regardless. Like, yeah, you're not gonna just all of a sudden cease to be because. $47 came out of your check to go to your 401k. Like, you're still going to survive. Right. You'll be fine. You yeah. might just not be able to buy stuff at CVS that week. Yeah. Wow. But you'll and, be all right. And wouldn't life be all the worse if you could not go to CVS? I know, right? I know. Just well, think of all the money you could spend later well, at CVS. That's, <laughs> golly, if Justin fires yeah. you like he had alluded to earlier, <laughs> yeah, you've got a position to cap Okay, there you awesome. Go. You I, and I, I will start a financial yes. podcast. I'm telling you, we could totally <laughs> do this. But as far as having that money for later, because of the law of compounding returns and the rule of 72, I mean, we can get real technical, which is not always the funnest conversation, but sure. it boils down to you have earned interest in your account. And when somebody's putting money in your account, that money earns interest, and then your interest earns interest. So your mm-hmm. free money is making more money. Exactly. And over time, I mean, over 15, 20, 30 years, you, you, will, you will say, I am so glad I... I did yeah. not get cable, and instead I put this extra $200 in my account every month. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. What that $200 could mean over the span of two hundred or 20 years is immeasurable. Sure. It's better than any Netflix show you could have had, you know, without a doubt. I wish that financial light had gone on 
in my head earlier in my life than now at yeah. this stage in my life, which is very frustrating. So I, if anything, I would love younger people to just not be stupid. You gotta like think. just start with fifty bucks. You won't miss it. Like start with a hundred. Sure, start. You're not gonna miss it. Yeah, all just, you're gonna do is lose it at spring break. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to try to tell my kids too. It's like, do you like as far as education and college and like you, you know. Go hard now because later you could party in Ibiza as opposed to partying at your sure. local pub. I mean, just yeah. like if you're going to party, why don't you party later where you could travel to Spain and you can party there for a month? You know, it's just differences like, in well, when you you're never young know. making these young decisions, yeah. which is sucky because when you're young, you don't want to think about it. You don't want to do it. But if you do it and you make a habit of it. You're so much better. Well, yeah. and maybe, uh, it's easier. And to use your your partying uh, analogy, you could party with cash. If you can party with cash, and not take money out of your retirement, yeah, then then yes, then go ahead and have your party. Just pay for it in cash. Yeah, don't go in debt to have your party. But if you save like you're saying, people should save. They'll be able to do that. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's just it's so smart to do. What are your top five no nos? Absolute like. Wow. If okay. you left, like, if you only listened to this show and you only walked away with a top five. Cloth diapers. Get yes. rid of disposable diapers. <laughs> only Diet use cloth. Save, like, save what that? are your top yeah. five? Cut out. <laughs> yeah, never touch the uh, doorknob inside a bathroom. Oh, that's smart, yeah. Fair I, enough, yeah. I never do that. I will use my foot, <laughs> the top of my foot, because I don't want Have somebody... Have you ever been stuck in a bathroom? Like you can't exit because there's no way to get out of there? I, I, well, not because there was no way, but there was no way other than grabbing the handle. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, there, I have been known. This may or may not be true. I've waited two or three minutes for somebody to come in just so I wouldn't have to touch the door. Now. That's funny. Because there was no paper towel. I'm that way about the top lid, like cup lids. Uh-huh. Like if you go to wherever, like I'll grab five, ruin the top five or whatever. Yeah. Grab the one that hasn't been... <laughs> grabbed up and then put the other five okay, back down. Yeah. I have to tell you a true story that <laughs> happened yesterday. I don't, no, Saturday on the way back from Birmingham. I won't so get I chips s- off the front of the rack because somebody might have sneezed on them once. I go like four, at least four back. I stopped at the gas station <laughs> to get a cup of coffee. <laughs> you said that in like a couple of podcasts ago about how you pick up the first time. Yeah, dude. I totally did it at the gas station. I'm like, nope, taking Justin's yeah, like dude. middle of the pile. Protect coffee. your investment. That cup of coffee is going <laughs> to either make you sick or keep you awake. I okay. believe more people do that than don't. Probably, oh. especially really, nowadays. Yeah, I mean, so that's, everybody listening to this podcast is probably doing it now. Okay, we've we've started revolutioning. All right, so or yeah. five. That was five. What's four? Uh, was that real though? The bathroom thing? I mean, I just, that's just a personal no. thing. That's not a fact. That's all right. We're it's talking about top, investing. Right, so it's Billy's top five. Top five. I'd say it probably vary from week to week. Wow, Billy's top five. <laughs> I like that. Billy's top five. Billy's top five. Yeah, man. All right. So financially, with speaking, our new podcast, top we're five create, Tuesdays. We can end the yeah. show with this. Okay. Like it'd be that weekly top five. I'm just okay. saying, putting it out there. We could do that. Yeah. We could have a special Billy's top five <laughs> in different topics. Could just be the show name. Top five. Okay, <laughs> I would say financially speaking, well, I, I will put it this way: it's better to go to bed wanting than owing. Oh, that's a good one. That would be one I would I would sure. put out there. Better to go to bed wanting than owing. I would say oh, that is brilliant. It's always cheaper like to want. That. It's going in the it's going in the vault. Yeah, okay. that's a good one. Um, and then there's some basics, obviously, when you're talking about credit. If you can pay it off every month, you know, then do it. That's fine. It's a great way to establish credits to get a credit card. Credit cards are not evil. 
I think when you lose track of how to use them, mm-hmm. and they become they become big monsters. Yeah. So I would say make it a habit that if you're going to use a credit card, which I think you should, to maintain a good credit rating, mm-hmm. use it and then pay it off. Use it for things like a dinner or maybe gas, something you know that's not going to accumulate a $4,000. Not 4, for big purchases. But that's right. See, I have all my bills auto-draft off a credit card. So like power bill, car insurance, phones, internet, all that rolls off. And I know what that number is every month. And, and it's, it's going to be paid. And it's also automated from my bank account back in to pay off that credit card right. every month. So you're using yours. It's establishing good credit yeah. because you're you know, getting late fees. You're not, that is really smart. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's just good financial sense to make sure you're paying the thing off and taking advantage of having a good credit rating. Mm-hmm. So it's not to be used for things you can't afford, basically. Uh, not, that's no, right. That's a big no-no. It's not, I would a, imagine, it's not a boat purchase. It's not... Hey, golly, this mountain bike sure is nice sitting over here. It's last year's model. I can get this for $2,300. I'll just do that, and then I'll just worry about it later. Then that 2300 mountain bike turns into a $5,000 mountain bike because it's accruing interest. That's only worth $1,800 that, that's three right. days after you get oh, it. Oh, and then you wrecked it four years later. Sure. You're well, still paying on and it. And by the time you're finished paying for it, you may not even own it. So you know, yeah, just a general caution. or 28% interest rate after... I don't want to talk about this. Let's move on to yeah, the next subject. Yeah. So uh, I would say... <laughs> He's getting anxious over there. Yes. I would say another one, I would call it a, on the positive side, have honest conversations with the people you care about Mm -hmm. model good financial stewardship with your family with your kids tell them directly i'm not paying for anything i'm not that kind of person yes like i'm not a blue card or i should ask billy he'll explain to you you're so so cold-blooded that there are only being three types of people in the world now i'm sorry this isn't one of my colors ask your dad exactly that's out of my realm (laughs) but having those conversations to where Finances don't become something you have to hide from with your spouse or your kids. Yeah, You're able to speak openly. And when your child says, Daddy, how much do you make? Do you make more than so-and-so's dad? You know, so I make more than you do, so quit <laughs> asking questions. <laughs> I mean, there's a way to answer that question without completely... That's 100% how I'd feel yeah, that well, question. I mean, there are some like, questions. Go to your room. I pay for that room. You better go in there and use it <laughs> yeah. before you lose that. I may or may not have used that answer. Grilling me about my check. Yeah. Do you like Worse than your mother. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yes, I guess the point then, again, being have those conversations with your kids and with your spouse. Be open up front. And, you know, full disclosure, I wouldn't say that with your kids. Oh, sure. You know, certainly with your spouse. You know, where did that $800 go? Uh, well... You know, you don't want those kind of yeah, situations. Yeah, come on, little Timmy. Let me grill your mom in front of you. Yeah. Get it real be, awkward. Be awkward, sure. Uh, other important things, I think you, if you just understand that what you value in life, that's a great way to decide how you're going to spend money. Yeah. And if you understand these five things are really important to us as a couple, then this is what we should be gearing our financial lives around making sure these five values are being taken care of mm-hmm. and and the, the beauty is if it doesn't fall into one of these five and these five could change over time mm-hmm. right you know saving for retirement may not be a big deal when you're 63 years old because you've already done that so if they change but let's say they haven't changed and you've got a financial decision to make okay well how does it line up on what you've already said are the top five things that are important to you if it doesn't make one of these five maybe that's an indication that Maybe maybe now's not the time. Yeah, we can go. We can want that. We can want. We'll go to bed wanting here. Yeah. Or maybe we'll sleep on it for a few days. Or maybe we'll seek more counsel about what could we do here. Mm-hmm. Or 
Maybe there's a creative financing way. Maybe there's something that's not in your top five but really is important. Well, then talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Figure out if that's something you can do without putting yourself in jeopardy. But I, th- I think it's really important to go through your lives understanding what you value, put it on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. let somebody else come alongside you like an advisor and help hold you accountable only for the benefit of yourself. It's not, you know, how you spend your money doesn't necessarily affect me. What affects me is being able to positively impact your lives. Sure. And from a selfish standpoint, if I'm able to do that, you might go tell a friend and say, hey, I don't know how much money you have. I don't even know if you care about money, but go talk to these folks over here. And I will tell you this. This is an odd admission. Every person at CapSouth is smarter than me. I am probably the least intelligent of all the people that work there. There are there are people there, and I'm not. Kidding. I don't know. I've met some of them. No, yeah, sure. but I, they can make things float. They're so smart. And not sure. that brains are everything. Yeah. But, but you won't necessarily be dealing with me on everything. The alphas and betas of a particular stock. I mean, we have folks in that building that can up and down analyze things. Yeah, if you want to talk to an analytical mind, that analytical mind is there. We have plenty of resources. But I think it's important, too, to be able to break stuff down and simplify. That's right. To understand. I mean, we have certain people in certain roles. Right. And, you know, they don't have me watching the stock market every day because... I would just look at whether it's You'd green like, or red. Yeah. Is it green? Good. If it's red, ooh, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. And now I know it doesn't really mean anything. It could mean Trump said yeah. something China didn't like. Oh, man, if he would leave my Chinese stocks alone, oh, my God. I'm yeah. losing so much money on the Chinese Netflix right now because Trump won't Chinese stop Netflix. talking shenanigans. Dude, it's for real. But here's the deal with that. And this is what this is another thing. Oh, this is something good. Uh, I don't know if it's a top five, but it's important to mention. The stock market moves like one of three ways. It's going to go up or down or sideways. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the movement that you see is predicated on some short-term news cycle. Yeah. Somebody went on the oh, air. Oh, yeah. You can get a blog. Said something, right? Someone said Trump. spike prices. President Trump said something or this leader said something or there's concern about this in mm-hmm. Europe. Like when Putin invaded Crimea or the yeah. that part of Ukraine, the market dropped like a rock for a few days. And by the next Monday or Tuesday, it was back, right back I mean, We're talking about an invasion of a country. And the short-term news cycle was, mm-hmm. oh, what's this going to do? And the market drops. And a lot of people lost money because they cashed out they of that cash, particular that's stock. Right. It's like um, I equate that to when that happens and you've got cash on the side. Let's say Russia invades whatever. That, uh, hopefully that doesn't ever happen sure. again. But let's say something crazy happens and the market drops, you know, 6 to 7 to 8%. Mm-hmm. If you have money sitting in, account, so, sitting in an account somewhere, that's a great time to go into the market. Because it's like buying Everything's sweaters in the middle sale. of August. It's like if someone, if, if Eagle Eye went out and sold sweaters now, I mean, there's, they have this great 50% off sale that oh, I just yeah. went to the other day. That's a great time to buy. No one's buying sweaters and thermal coats in, yeah. in August. It's 95 degrees outside. Unless you can get 50% off. So when the stock drops by 10%, let's say, and you can get this one for instead of $30 a share, you can get it for $26, $24 a share. Well, you might go in and buy that knowing. Mm-hmm. Or, that it might stabilize back out. Now you've got 10 rock, bucks extra right. for per mm-hmm. share yeah. or whatever. It's it's buying low and selling high. It's it's like a investment 101. Yeah, it's like but, selling cars or whatever, anything. But what was the, uh, where were we before we got on Eagle Eye? What were we talking about? We're talking about China, like uh, how yeah. Like short-term news. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Short-term news. Like, don't get 
freaked out when the market drops. I was just thinking 5%. about whether I felt like buying a jacket today or not. Yeah, it no. fluctuates every, <laughs> like, every going minute. Going to bed wanting is fluctuating. Right, and you can't pay attention to like all the fluctuations because you'll drive yourself up the wall. You, that's correct. And you just have to know that it's going to do that. And well, the, and it's a long-term thing. Just set it and forget it. Like, that's my thing. Other people want oh, you're to invest. Not, you're not day trading? I'm not. Well, no. it's I would say set it and don't worry about just it. Just maintain it. But look at it annually. Have a conversation with somebody if you have questions. Mm-hmm. But I would certainly say when the market drops, don't go to cash because you have locked in your loss, as Marshall in our office would say. You go yeah. to cash, you've locked in a loss. So talk to somebody and say, hey, what do you think's going on here? And typically the short-term news cycle is going to affect the market, but it's the fundamentals like what's the economy doing? Mm-hmm. What are what are the growth projections for the Fortune 100 companies? What What's going on with corporate earnings? If they look good, right, and the forecast for earnings growth is good and the economy's you know, moving along and the market's moving along, mm-hmm. going up, I'm fine with that. That's mm-hmm. great. That's what we want. What you don't want is for the foundation to appear to be weak, like unemployment's up, um, housing is down and corporate earnings are pulling back but yet the market's going up mm-hmm. well, that might be time to recipe say, mm, for disaster I'm gonna hold on here I'm gonna think about my risk and maybe take a little less risk buy but, up some CDs instead this month but when the foundation is strong then that's okay you you can expect the market still to go up and down you're gonna have pullbacks maybe 10% in a given year maybe a couple of times that's kind of how yeah. the market is supposed to work I say it's supposed to. That's just how it works. You know, it's going to have those pullbacks and ups and downs, and you just can expect that if you're going to be in the stock market. So how does um, somebody get a hold of you, or where is the best place to find you guys yeah. or get started? That's a great question. Uh, you can call us. There's, like, all kinds of telephones in that office. 334-673-8600 is the telephone number. Mm-hmm. And you can look us up on the web at capsouthwm.com. Okay. And I do a Cap South Monday Minute every Monday, like at 7 p.m. on Facebook. And we've had lots of folks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Where did I find that? That's Facebook. It's uh, it's the Cap South Wealth Management Dothan Facebook page. Okay. I'll look up that URL real quick. Monday yeah. Minute. Yes, yeah, the Cap South Monday Minute every Monday night at 7 p.m. And it's a. Uh, maybe three to four minute video on given topics like asset allocation or life insurance or things you Very value. Cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's just a quick way to get a little nugget of truth, wisdom, maybe, on one of my good days. Tomfoolery on one of my bad days. Yeah. yeah. So everybody needs to walk into your office and not be afraid of, I think a lot of people are afraid, well, we don't have a lot of money or we don't, you don't, that's not the situation. This is um, financial advising. You're trying to get to a place that you want to be, a better future. So uh, walk in. Don't be afraid. I think that's correct. Walk in. It's the right thing to do, I think, to pass along what we've learned and be able to help a family out. Now, that being said, if you had half a million dollars that you needed help advising of course yeah we're there to help you that's right happy to serve however right. we can yes yes ma'am my name is billy mccarthy please bring your half a million dollars to me well, sure or more if you would like that's good. we that, don't we don't want all the business what is that that's just yours we just want yours not all the business not a bad just thing. yours it's fantastic yeah. i mean i can hear the guy's voice we don't want all the business, just, just yours. yours. Mm-hmm. 
And I think what was it? It I was a car dealership. Car dealer, car dealer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Was it Toyota? Not Toyota. It might anyway, have been Toyota. We'll definitely. sit here all day. Billy, it was awesome. We need to do this Thank again. Thank you, Charlene. Anytime. Yeah. I'm very happy to be here. and yeah. Honored to serve with you guys. Just Thank bring you. your, uh, just bring all your checkbooks and no, I'm not going to bring ledgers and everything. <laughs> we'll just break it out right here and do a I'll show. I'll burst that into flames if I told you like the stocks that I, I just absolutely. Oh God, I don't want to talk about it. Maybe we could bring guitars in here though and play. Yeah, we I'm not coming to that show either. We could do that. Can we do that? Charlene, do you see? We can get you a ukulele. No. God, I hope not. Have you heard that voice? <laughs> talking to this woman for an hour? You want to listen to that? With an acoustic guitar played awfully by Justin April? No. No, that's a bad idea. That's, especially, yeah, I'm no musician. We could talk about the family members I don't want to give money to. We don't have enough bandwidth for our show to do that. <laughs> all right, Billy, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you all very it. much. It's an honor. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. That's episode... 101. Yeah, financial We're 101. We're in the hundreds now. Yeah, we're hundies. New star. Yeah. Yes. Right. You're the first episode in our new hundreds. That's great. I'm just going to delete out all the old ones. Just gone. Just starting. Just wipe it. Yeah. Let's change the name of everything. (laughs) Start from scratch again. Scramble them up. They'll be on shuffle. The first hundred. Billy's top five, I think, was a name to consider. Yeah, we can do that. Didn't you say? Yeah. You can Skype it in. We you can just add it to your Monday minute, and we'll just pull it from that. That's a great idea. I'll just I, I could just send you Billy's top five. Yeah, any topic. Yeah, okay. we'll just sure. add it to our show. Yeah, eighties. I bands. would actually do that. Eighties bands, Depeche Mode. This is me guessing. Bands. The Cure. The 80s Cure. bands, Duran Duran. Uh, the Fix. Yes. Reach the Beach. One of my favorite albums. Violet. Is Depeche Femmes. Mode? Did you say Depeche? Is that eighties or nineties? Eighties. New Order. Mode. New Order is solid, man. REM. Def Leppard. Van Halen. The Smiths. Smith solid, solid. NXS, yes. Kajagugu. I could do this all day. Say goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Hollow. If you're interested in having your story featured on the local podcast, hit us up at wiregrasslocal@gmail.com or give us a shout on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the local podcast.